Hello, my name is Nico Lombard, and you're listening to 100% Cars, Episode 5. Today's episode, I'm fortunate enough to sit down and talk to Johnny Lieberman, the motor trend writer and automotive enthusiast. Also, trivia is back, and I hope you guys all get the trivia questions correct. Thank you so much for all the people who've been listening to my podcast. It really does mean a lot. Remember, if you have any new ideas for segments or just questions on the podcast in general, please don't hesitate to email me at 100percentcar at gmail.com. All right, I hope you all enjoy episode five. So first, I just want to jump in and say, do you remember when your passion for cars really started to grow? Many, at many points during my life. I remember when I was probably a little younger than you and I started uh, really buying car magazines. So mm-hmm. imagine this, before the internet. Yeah. Uh, there was, in America, there was, and I say this because people in other countries watching this, uh, there was four car magazines. That's it. Motor Trend, which was terrible. You never read Motor Trend. Back then. It's really good now, but back then it was yeah. terrible. Uh, car and Driver, Road and Track, uh, and Automobile. And so I, I, growing up, I was a car and driver and really an automobile guy. Uh, those are, Road and Track, I just, you know, half of it was racing, and I, I we, you couldn't watch racing yeah. on TV. Um, so none of it made any sense to me, and, and they were, like, fixing cars. Um, so when I was, like, 10 years old to about 12 years old, I just would buy, you know, I'd buy all four, but really I think I stopped buying Motor Trend and, and Road and Track at some point, but I would memorize them. Like, I knew, you know, I knew how many valves a Nissan stands ahead or whatever. Like every, every just, song, yeah. you know, I just went crazy. So then, and then, um, you know, when I turned 16 and, and started driving, uh, I started playing bass. And so I got much more interested in music. I still, I still, I still had a subscription to car magazines. And then college was, was not caring about cars. Um, and then once I was out of college, I was living in San Francisco and there was a lot of cool cars around. So I started, eh, I moved to New York and there's some cool cars. Um, and then really though, when I was about 24, 25, something like that, I moved, I moved back to Los Angeles and just fell in love with cars all over again. And, um, and yeah, so that, that was it. And then when I turned 30, I got like, I got professional about it, if you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. So you didn't have, you didn't always have this vision. You wanted to work with cars or like being working. Well, yeah. I kind of, it, it's funny you say that. So when I was, I found it the other day, actually, I was cleaning up my mom's house when I was like 13 or 14 or something. I, uh, I always, I always thought I'd be a writer, mm. uh, but to be fair, I always thought I'd be a bass player, professor, yeah. <laughs> also, also write books. Mm. Um, but I, 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 it was really bad. I'll never publish it. But I wrote a short story about like like a teenage James Bond type guy. But he drove ready a Volkswagen GTI because I thought that was you know at the time. So this would have been when I was like thirteen. I uh, can't do math. So let's see. That uh, would have been like nineteen eighty eight. So it would have been the Mark II uh, GTI. So that was the coolest car I could envision myself driving because of course. I was the the young James Bond, yeah. Um, and yeah, so so uh, okay, that that happened, and then when I was uh, twenty four five, I was twenty five. I worked for a, a software company, and uh, the there was this thing. I, let me look at you. You weren't born yet. But there was this thing called the dot com bubble. So when the dot com bubble burst, I suddenly didn't have a job, and and that industry I worked in was just gone. It just the jobs weren't coming back. So I actually. Actually, 
like, you know, got a bunch of car magazines, looked at like where they're published, uh, saw the motor trend was here in LA and I, I called them and, uh, you know, maybe I, I think the receptionist said like, I'll, I'll give you like, I can't remember if they put me through on the phone. I feel like they said email somebody. And I think it was a guy named Matt Stone, but I emailed him and they're basically like, you're not going to start at Motor Trend. You got to start somewhere else. And I got really discouraged. And then when I was 30, and I always tell this story, but I was, I, I, at that point, I had a job at a little art school. I was doing the websites and I was, I, it was the day I turned 30. And I remember I was so bored at work. I couldn't even think of a way to goof off. I couldn't even, I couldn't even like, there wasn't a video game I wanted to play. There wasn't a girl I wanted to talk to, like nothing. I was just sitting there. And I had this revelation that if I don't stand up and get out of this chair, when I turn 40, I'll still be in this chair and I'll be that I'll be 10 years more bored. So I just started writing to the the car websites that I read. Um, uh, there's one, I think it's still around, but uh, the truth about cars, but at the time it was just a one man show. It was this guy, Robert um, uh, Farrago. And I, I wrote him and he said, well, listen, get a car, review it. And uh, I'll, you know, let me see it. And uh, this is a lesson about not getting discouraged. So I did, I, I, my, my friend had a Sabaru, so the Saab uh, WRX and that nine, 2x i think it was called i think my gardener's here it's gonna get noisy um sorry about that so um uh um i I reviewed it and he sent it back full of red ink meaning he made a zillion corrections now i was a i i i'd been i'd written about a lot of different stuff and usually you know, people are nice. You turn something in and they're like, great job. And they just kind of publish it because no one really cares. But he was, he was tough. And I got very discouraged when he, when I got the corrections back. I didn't, I didn't even really pay attention to him. I was just like insulted. Like, how dare this person say what I did wasn't absolutely perfect the first time I ever tried to do it. You know? <laughs> Anyways, fast forward a couple of weeks and I'm, I'm just so bored again. And I go, let me look at what he said. Let me actually like, I'm going to, instead instead of just seeing that it had red ink, I'm going to see what the red ink said. And I was like, huh, okay, he's got some good points. Guy knows what he's doing. So I made the changes. I turned it back in and I remember he said, yeah, that was pretty good. I'm going to get you a car and you can review it. And that started everything. Wow. Yes. And then I've been doing it professionally for more than 15 years now. Wow. Yeah. So so that leads me to my next question, because are you recognized as a senior journalist now for Motor Trend? Well, my title, when I started at Motor Trend, my title, was senior editor. Okay. Um, and then I got like a promotion-y type thing, uh, senior features editor. Oh, I... Okay. But, but I said, make me food and beverage director. I, I, I don't like titles. I, they're meaningless. And I, I, I'd actually, I wanted to become uh, editor at large, but my former boss, Ed Lowe, he just took that title. They just called me senior features editor. Yeah. I, you know, it, 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 but, 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 you know, having been there a decade now, uh, more yeah. than a decade at Motor Trend, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the more senior people. Although, you know, we have a lot of long, long time people on staff. Yeah. Okay. It's a pretty decent place to work, it turns out. People yeah. Still- 
And also, so if you build a reputation as, as you know, experience wise, since you've been working there for so long, is there more gate, the gates that open for you to do more stuff like uh, race cars? Just got, but but the re, one of the reasons I had to push this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Ferrari wanted me to, uh, to do some work for them, uh, wow. like announcing a race. Uh, so yeah, it opens a lot of doors. Yeah. yeah for sure. Okay. Um, uh, but you know, and, 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 and again, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. be like, you know, Mr. Motor Trend, but it's really easy to say like, Oh, we should do this. Like Motor Trend has consistently given me work over the 10 years. So I'm pretty loyal to them because, you know, the old expression, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Um, you know, it, 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 it it's good to have steady work. <laughs> So yeah, uh, there there are more opportunities, but um, I'm I'm pretty happy where I'm at. Yeah. All right, and so I wanted to shift over to one of the shows you did, uh, Head to Head. That was yeah. one of my favorite shows. I love that show so much. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to know, like, what was the story behind that? How did that start? Were you a part of it starting? or? I did work on the first episode. Uh, there was a guy, the guy who hired me, uh, my mentor, my friend, uh, Angus McKenzie. Mm-hmm. So Angus, um, he's an Australian guy, and he worked for, I think it was called Wheels Magazine. He was the editor-in-chief of Wheels and Australia. He went to England and he was the editor-in-chief of Car and then he came to the US and was the editor-in-chief of Motor Trends. He was one of the most accomplished guys yeah. in the history of the business. And um, he had this, uh, we, you know, we, we, when I started at Motor Trend, we, we did video, but we just kind of did whatever. It's like, hey, you, yeah. you be in a video. And um, Angus had just thought of a, bun- a slate of shows, let's say. Mm-hmm. And he said, if we ever get some real money, we could just go into production with these shows. And so it was like Ignition. Yeah. Ignition is one car. Head to Head is two cars. Rocket Science. Um, You know, Roadkill, uh, which was based on like like David uh, Freiberger and Mike Finnegan had done a show called like Hot Rod TV or something. So it's kind of, you know, that uh, there was a motorcycle show that um, it, it changed the name to Throttle Out, but initially it was called On Two Wheels. Get it? Yeah. Yeah. Not rocket science, but yeah. Yeah. and and then um, Yahoo, not Yahoo, Google, Google, YouTube. Sorry, YouTube. Um, this is going back almost nine years, I guess. Yeah. They they said, hey, we're going to start our own TV station, so we're gonna we're gonna fund. It was, it was over a hundred different channels. So like Madonna had a channel. Yeah. Uh, and, and as far as cars go, we we uh, got some money, and then car and driver got some money. So what we did was, and it worked out really well, was we we came out I think with like eight original shows. We had Epic drives. Um, I, I'm trying to. You know, we had uh, the, uh, it was wide open throttles, like a talk show. And so suddenly, going from nowhere, there was a motor train channel, and there was eight shows, and they and they were like every week. The pace we did it was yeah. crazy. Um, and then what Car and Driver did, they had, uh, you know, they, they, they filmed a couple original things, but then they hired like a production company and they made these really bad shows like <laughs> world's worst driver, which was just, it was laughable. Right? Yeah. I actually had a friend uh, who now works for an automaker, but his job was when the, like when someone on YouTube would be like, this is the worst show <laughs> I've ever watched in my life as a car driver. He'd say, we hear you. Have you checked out our other show? That was his job. Um, anyway, so, so, 
Angus thought it up, and he he was the host of the first episode, and it was um, it was a it was a red Corvette, it was a C6 Corvette, and it was a then brand new yellow uh, 991.1 Carrera S, and I'll always remember that because I had to drive from uh, L.A. to Santa Barbara to get the Porsche because it was Porsche was in the car. We had it for 24 hours. So, wow. What I mean by 24 hours is. I went, I grabbed the car, I drove, I met Angus and the crew on top of a parking garage in downtown LA mm-hmm. at, I want to say I got there around 8 p.m., mm-hmm. maybe it was 10 p.m., and then they filmed all night, and then I went and picked up the car at 6 a.m., and I drove it to our test track, which is two hours away in Fontana. Okay. We tested the cars, and then me and a um, uh, co-worker of mine, Scott Evans, yeah. drove the cars for camera on a back road. So so it was, it was kind of weird how we did it then, but like it was there was no interior talking. Uh, it was just voice. Okay, oh, okay. That was the first episode, very first yeah. episode. So yeah. We did 118 after that. Um, Jeez, so, yeah. Yeah. Eight seasons. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. As, as my friend Spike, who was a writer on Seinfeld, said, he's like, mm-hmm. wow, eight's pretty good. Like, yeah. only had nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I just wanted to ask you, yeah. like, one more question on that. And when filming that show, was it always in the same location or were you switching? No, no, we, we, we moved around, especially the last couple of seasons. We really okay. moved around. Now, the first couple, you know, we didn't have really big budgets. I mean, the, you know, I, it, it, it shows you what you can do. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't, like, we wouldn't have permits, which I wouldn't recommend because yeah. you take your stuff and it's a liability if you hurt somebody. But yeah. um, it would be like one camera guy and that's it. And we would oh, make wow. an episode. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. We do it yeah. one day. By the end of it, you know, we would have as you know, me and Jethro. We'd have uh, three or four camera people plus a director, mm-hmm. plus a sound guy, plus two or three producers, plus a PA, plus a photographer. So it got much bigger yeah. and more expensive. Um, but. Um, uh, we would kind of tend to go to the same spots because they were just cop free. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the last season of Head to Head, we did. I mean, we shot in Kentucky. We shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did one episode. We we started in England, drove to France, Belgium, Germany, Luxembourg, wow. back to France. Another one we started in Monaco, drove to Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all over the place. You know, yeah. the last episode we shot was in New York and Connecticut. You know, we we filmed on a road and up state new york in the hudson valley ish and then we shot at lime rock so just a bit. So now it's time for the best segment, trivia. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know how trivia goes. Now, if you're new, it goes something like this. I will ask a correlated questions with multiple choice answers. Then you will pause the episode, write down your answers, and wait till the end of the podcast so I can tell you what the correct answers are. Now, let me tell you guys the trivia questions. So for the first trivia question, which is what company opened the first drive-in gas station? Is it A, Mobile, B, Exxon, C, Shell, D, Golf? For trivia question two, which is what is the name of the Rolls-Royce emblem? 
Your options are A, The Flying Woman, B, Queen Elizabeth, C, Spirit of Ecstasy, or D, Lady Liberty. And lastly, for the last trivia question, which is what was the last automaker to offer cassette players in the vehicles, your options are A, Ford, B, Lexus, C, Honda, or D, Chevrolet. Make sure you pause the episode and wrote down your answers. I will see the answers after the interview. But for now, let's and get so, back to the interview. Again, I want to shift over to you being a journalist and reviewing cars. As I've seen on social media, you've posted cars. What is the process like for getting a car, reviewing it, writing about it? Like, how is that? Well, uh, you know how you talked about doors opening up. So yeah. that, that call with Ferrari, they were like, hey, uh, yeah. we want to put you in an F8 Tribune. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. yeah. <laughs> so well it depends so uh, i'll give you uh, uh let me give you a for instance what's a good for instance uh suburban came out uh, yeah, and i saw that okay so um because of coronavirus uh launches a press launch is 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 not happening anymore so what a press launch was it it, it, it they, they can be really fun they can be really tedious it's a whole thing but basically uh, the automaker, they want to launch their new car, right? So they will fly you typically unless some, a lot of them are in LA where I live. So yeah. you don't have to go anywhere, but uh, they'll fly you somewhere. They'll put you up in a nice hotel. Uh, you'll have nice food and nice wine and all that. And you'll, you know, you drive the cars around and it sounds like super romantic. What isn't being conveyed by the romantic part is that, um, you know, you you just got off of a 20 hour plane flight. Uh, you get whisked to a hotel, you have one hour to like shower or whatever you have to do. Uh, then you have a three hour dinner, which again, that's very nice. <laughs> Sometimes you don't want to be at dinner for three hours because you're really tired. And maybe there's a presentation thrown in there and you're like trying to take notes and trying to eat and da, 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 da. And then you wake up the next day and you're you're you know, and again, these are first world problems. I totally get that. But okay, then you have to drive the car, maybe on the wrong side of the road. Uh you know, and you're just, you're just discombobulated. And then you're on the ground for 33 hours and then you fly back and, uh, and then there's an embargo. So you're riding on the plane and, uh, you know, so it, 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 it's pretty intense. Now what's nice about it, I'll give you with this suburban example, specifically two years ago, Ford launched the new expedition. So I go to the place, it was actually in Malibu, but I go to the place. So they have, um, five or six different trim levels of expedition. So from the base one, the XL, all the way up to the, whatever they call it. Um, and some of them are on 18 inch wheels. Some are on 22 inch wheels. Some are off-road. So they have an off-road course. Some are good for towing. So they have a bunch of stuff you can tow. And then they have a Suburban uh, sitting there next to it. So you can compare them like on the same road, towing the same trailer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, you know, yeah, it's like they spend money on us, but it's also like they just want to get everyone together so they can kind of control the environment. With this one, the launch was they dropped the car from my house for seven hours. So, you know, yes, they had a, a Zoom call with the chief engineer. I missed it because I took the thing off road and there's no yeah. solving. <laughs> so, 
you know, I hope I did okay. But, um, but anyways, we, we had a Tahoe and it was like, Hey, we also happen to have an expedition. Like maybe we could do a comparison test. Um, and so the, the next day we, when we had the, the Tahoe, we, we executed one. Now it has to be written, but we did get photos and everything. And so that is, uh, myself and a colleague of mine, this guy, Miguel, we drove the two cars around a, a loop and a loop just means, you know, it's an hour long drive and you do the same yeah. thing, the same speeds in both cars. <laughs> and that's how you really compare them. You take a lot of notes too. Mm-hmm. So it's not, not sexy maybe as a sound, but, um, yeah. but yeah, so that's, that's kind of the way you do it. Um, we had, sometimes they don't make any sense, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah. sometimes they're super fun. Like we, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with best driver's car. Yeah. That's like great. We got yeah. 12 best cars that are new this year, or at least the, the 12 we can get. Yeah. A lot of times we can't get stuff. Yeah. Ford never gave us a GT, which is still oh, killing. Yeah. Because um, they're Ford. Uh, anyhow, but but yeah. So so you know we have we have sometimes have meetings, but um, yesterday I um, you talk about Instagram. It's all over my Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I had an Audi Sport Quattro. So I saw that. Yeah, that was awesome. The world. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. One of ten ever sold in the U.S. One of wow. sixty-six customer cars ever built. Um, and so my photographer, he said, "Hey, it would be cool. Could we get like a, a five-cylinder Audi, like a new one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for the photos." I was like, "That's a good <laughs> idea." And Audi and they go, no, yeah, we don't have one. And then I go, oh, it's too bad. I go, I'm going, we're not really going to compare it. It's just there for the photos. And they go, well, hang on then. Because, you know, they never want a bad word written about the car. Um, And like, we do have one, but it's it's in Montball. So we're going to, the the radio's not going to work and it's, it's going to smell and it's fine. We're just taking pictures of it. So then we go, all right. So that's cool. It's pretty informative. Yeah. Have them both up there. Yeah. And so basically once you're done reviewing car, you just take all your notes and just put them together. Is that just basically, you know, how you write your articles? Yeah. It's evolved over the years. Look, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, when I when I um I didn't work as hard as I should have when I first started. because uh, taking notes sucks. Like, why would you want to sit in a Ferrari and take notes when you can yeah. be driving the Ferrari, right? Um these days though, I'm more mature and I know my own weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And uh so my, my what I typically do, and I've been doing this since coronavirus hit, I'll get a car. I live very close to a road called Angeles Crest. I'll drive up this road. Uh, the place Newcomb's Ranch, I know there's shade there. Sometimes that's an issue. Yeah. Um, I'll bring my laptop. I'll sit in my car and I'll write for an hour uh, yeah. just by myself. And, um, you know, uh, a, a, a car review on Motor Trend is between a thousand and I'd say 2000, but like the suburban thing I did was 2200 words, but around there, you know. So, yeah. So, Stephen King, uh, if you're interested in being a writer, he, he has a book called On Writing. It's the, it's the best book on writing I've ever read. Yeah. I've, quite a few, but he basically says, look, if you want to be a writer professionally, uh, you write from eight to noon every day. That's the best time to write. And you write for four hours and you write 2000 words a day. That's what you do. So it was very good advice. Oh, and don't use a lot of adverbs. Yeah. But, um, uh, so yeah, so I, you know, I only write for an hour and, I, and for me, I can write about 600 words in an hour. Um, so I'll, I'll get like, the meat 
of the review done. So in other words, like what it sounds like, what it smells like, what it feels like to drive. Yeah. We'll go home and when I have time, uh, I'll write the intro and the outro, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit more, but that's, mm-hmm. that's sort of what my process now. Um, and then, yeah, then I turn it in, then it, it gets what's called a top line edit. So that means yeah. another editor uh, goes over it. Sometimes they have questions like, hey, you said this. What does that mean? I'm like, oh, that means I was, it was 1045 at night. And I made a huge error. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so that's an editorial edit, meaning another car expert reads it. Then it'll go to a, um, a copywriter and they just look for grammar, spelling, yeah. all that boring stuff. Then it'll go to a technical editor. And a technical editor, they're, they're typically engineers. Um, in our case, we have a guy, Frank Mark. Marcus, um, another guy, uh, Duncan, but, uh, and they'll look for like, oh, you said it makes... 400 pound feet of torque at 5200 rpm it's you're, you're an idiot it's 3900 rpm and it makes 402 pound feet of torque or whatever you know that kind of stuff um that a lot of people would miss so so it was, it was a pretty intense editing process we still make mistakes you know? yeah um and then it gets scheduled by a, a team and then somebody has to build the web page so we have we have a whole team that does that so there's a lot that goes into it now you know could you uh, start your own car blog and do everything yourself. Like, yeah, totally. You know, yeah. like, you totally could. So it's, uh, that's, that's what's cool about the internet. It kind of like democratizes uh, yeah. uh, publishing. Mm-hmm. And then, so I've always wanted to know what cars you own today. Uh, that's like, uh, that's <laughs> oh uh, I have a Ford Fiesta ST. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2014, um, slightly modified, not nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, I have a Porsche 914, 1970. That's being rebuilt. It's at the paint shop right now. Um, that's turned into a much bigger project than I had envisioned. Yeah. Belonged to a friend of mine, uh, let's say Davy Johnson. Mm-hmm. Johnson, who sadly a year ago died. Um, uh, he, he, I, I came up with him. Uh, I worked with him at Jalopnik back in 2005. Um, and he wound up at Auto Week and Car and Driver. It was quite successful in the business. And just <laughs> fell in a river and drowned. So stay away from rivers. Yeah. Um, but I got, I got his family sold me his car, and mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm rebuilding that. So that's a lot of fun, and it's, it's, I'm, 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 I'm. I'm actually trying to put a lot of effort in it to make it something that Davey would have liked it no matter what, but something that's like respectful ish of him and what I think he would like. So Mm -hmm. that, um, we just, we had, I had an Audi all road. I just got rid of it. I ordered an Alfa Romeo, uh, Julia, Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I ordered it from the factory um, for a couple of reasons. One, the the exact car I wanted doesn't exist. Uh, you know, I, I had I had uh, Alpha check their whole U.S. inventory. Yeah, not there. So um, that's one reason I wanted this specific car. Yeah. The other is that Americans, uh, we have this horrible habit of when we buy cars, we just go to a dealer yeah. and buy it. And boy, almost every car you can build it and you just kind of wait like three or four months. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Americans hate that. Like I I remember a friend bought a Rolls Royce Richard. Um, and I'm like, Oh wow. Like, what are you doing to it? Like, what do you, what do you, you know? Cause like Rolls Royce is all about bespoke. Yeah. yeah. 90% of Rolls Royces are are bespoke in some way, the highest in the industry. He's like, what? No, I just bought it. I walked in and bought it. 
I'm like, oh, well, you could have, you know, something really cool, but you didn't. So, anyway, so I'm going to write a couple stories about, like, you know, hey, America, like, calm down, like, clean yeah. it out, you know. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. So, yeah. But, but again, like, for a lot of Americans, they, they, they look at a car the way they look at a washing machine, like, mm-hmm. use it until it breaks and then panic and buy another one yeah. rather than, like, it's this, you know, wonderful transportational device that's part art, part this, and like you can you can actually get exactly what you want. You know, you just yeah. put a little time into it. Exactly. So, yeah. So that, that, those are my three. Uh, I don't have two of them yet, and then. Um, I've got a, if, you know, if motor trend, we get a long-term car Yeah, yeah. fine to us for a year. So we're responsible for everything from maintenance to writing about it and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I have a Mercedes Benz GLE 450. Okay. Great. Super yeah. nice. <laughs> nice car. Good, good family car. I got a three year which is useful. And then I have a press car too. So there's a there's a G63 parked out front too. Oh wow, okay. Anyhow, there's a bunch And I just well, also wanted to wrap up with two questions, which was yes. your dream car as a kid and your dream car now. It's funny. It might be the same car. Uh, uh Oh wow. When I was a kid. I um I tell this story, but uh my, my father from Montreal, mm-hmm. Canada, and um I went uh with him I was probably ten. I don't know. Anyways, there was an orange, this would have been like eighty-five. Mm-hmm. There's there's an orange Countach and in Old Town Montreal, it's it's kind of like old big gray bricks. So it's like yeah. looks like an old European city and it's 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 gray and there's just like bright Arashio or whatever. I'm saying in Italian. Orange Countach. And it, was, yeah. it wasn't a periscope, but it was probably like a five thousand S without a wing. Mm-hmm. But it was just like being hit by a bolt of lightning in the skull. Yeah. I could not believe what I was seeing. You know, yeah. it's like never seen anything that magnificent in my life. Mm-hmm. And I just stared at it. My dad was cool. I didn't look at it for a while. Like, I mean, by a while, I mean like 30 minutes, I stood there and stared at it. And um, that blew me away. Um, and uh, it's, it, 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 yeah, it's funny. Uh, that really, really stands out. The other, the other car I really liked um, was another Lamborghini, the uh, LMO2, the big truck. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I just loved those. I remember I saw one of the LA Auto Show when I was like 14 or something. Blew my mind. Um, I'm trying to think the cars I really liked. Probably the Countach. And like today, if I could have a Countach and an LMO too, I'd I'd be so excited. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. The other, I've driven Countaches. They are pretty terrible um, by any standard, but um, I I really like the the Aventador SV. Oh Um, yeah, I know that car. SVJs, I guess, maybe drives a little better. Really, and the SV I think is just like gorgeous. I love yeah. it. So I'd, I'd love to get that. Um, and then uh, I've always on the truck side. Um, I've always loved Toyota FJs. And- Thank you all so much for listening to my newest episode of One Hundred Percent Cars. I hope you enjoyed. Please go follow Toyota. Me 100% Cars. Oh, the Chevy engine. Thank you so much for uh, I'd, I'd like one of those. Yeah.